What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The redundancies, never seen it at this level, has made things very, very difficult on the market. But it can start to feel very personal when you're getting rejection after yeah. rejection after rejection. It can feel very personal. If you are getting quite a lot, and let's say it's been a month, look at your, what I tend to find with this type of market is people get desperate and mm. they do things that are not in their own best interest. I'm noticing that salaries in general mm. are a little bit lower. It feels like companies are trying to rob you. I'm amazed at some of the things they're asking from entry-level people. I'm like, how would an yeah. entry-level person even have that knowledge to deliver that work? Companies are asking for a lot because the market's changed and they kind of can. There was the great resignation, which was like super frustrating for a recruiter. You don't know how annoying it is when you have to go through so many people. You've got a very limited time. The manager's chasing you going, oh, have you found anyone yet? Can you send me candidates? And then you call, so, oh, this looks like a good candidate. You pick up the phone, wrong number. This is not about your self-worth. This is the market condition. This is nothing to do with your skills or your experience or the fact that you don't have you're not defined by where you, where you come from. Yeah. And I think that's a big message that I always yeah. want to tell people that. Like, you have to be able to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. When you grow up in ends, you don't realise it when you're confident, but you have an audacity to do things that ordinarily most people wouldn't be able to do. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We have a special guest in the building. Amri, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. So it's been, it's not been a year yet. We we spoke like earlier this year um, in Jan. Very well received episode. Obviously, I told you um, yeah. offline that uh, your clip went viral, which you're going to be speaking about <laughs> uh, soon as well. But yeah, how you, how you been? I've been good. Um, been I've been working. I've still been doing some interview advice but I've changed a few bits and pieces so I'm not doing like consultations anymore I have a course um I am continuing to post content on my YouTube channel but I'm mixing it in with other things because I'm doing contract work as well okay. now so um yeah but it's been good I've yeah. had a great summer um okay. not so much enjoying the winter but you know got, I'm getting I'm getting <laughs> the cold it. winter it's the it. cold yeah. winter yeah. so we were talking about this how have you been doing this contract thing because <laughs> people hearing this are going to be like what seriously you've been doing a contract in this market yeah I well I have a very um I've ca I call it an advanced job search um okay. I, which is one of the things that I do and um I follow a really specific process that I've I'd say I've refined over time and um, if in my mind, if I follow that process, then I always get the same results. And so far I do since since I, I started working. So uh, that's pretty much the short answer. But I follow a specific process of job searching and it's to do with really eat simple things like if you're if if you're looking for a job and you are like, I'm, I really need to find something quickly, I'm desperate. There are certain things that you can do. And one of them is I, I haven't met many people who will say I'm looking for a job. Um, but I'm not job searching every day. Okay. And so I I think you don't actually need to put that much time into it mm. if you do a search daily. You can set up bookmarks. Yeah. Um, like let's say you're on Indeed and you're looking for a job that pays over 40K, is fully remote um, and is in 
I don't know, is in is in sales. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you, so you need to search all of the various job titles. So it might be sales executive, might be sales consultant, might be business development manager. Set um, Search for each of those with the location, with the salary level, set it up as a bookmark. And you can do that as many times as you want. And then each day, all you need to do is refresh it. Okay. So instead of it taking you hours to do, it, it might take you less than 20 minutes. Okay. And if you don't do that, you're missing out on jobs. So mm. you're trying to do a job search for what's come up in the last week can take forever if you're looking at all the job sites and you're looking at all of the little niche places where you could find a job. So um, kind of doing that's one of the many things um, as well as tailoring your CV. Mm -hmm. So, for example... Um, I have management experience, yeah. but not every job I go to is interested in that. So, for example, um, recently I've done a, a role where I was redesigning hiring processes and they they weren't particularly interested in, in that. So I actually <laughs> briefly mentioned it and the manager kind of dismissed it a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, well, that won't be included in this role. Okay. And it reminded me to, to keep on track with, you know, OK, right. Talk about what, what it is they're interested in. So. I know people would have heard the word tailoring your CV, yeah. but it just means keep your most relevant experience as um, as visible as possible on your CV. And then you can preset those up so that you can use the, the one that's relevant to go for the job you're looking for. Yeah. Um, there's so many little things I could be here for hours explaining it, but that's the, that's the, that's the short version is if I'm following that process, then I feel like I've always got the, the option to do contract. Okay. Um, and then if you're looking for perm, you can always, you can mm. use the same thing. It's just that once you find a permanent job, you mm. then don't need to, to do this again. Yeah. So when you say you bookmark, okay. So like, it sounds like Indeed's your go-to because in, to be fair, I feel like Indeed's got like the biggest catalog of jobs. Probably now it has, yeah. Yeah, Once one of the biggest. I mean, it's changed over the years. Once yeah. upon a time, it was Reed, but in oh yes, and Google not... Jobs is incredible as well. Yes, Google Jobs is good. Yes, Reed, I have not looked at for years, but indeed, always seem to be one of the ones. LinkedIn is getting there too. To be fair, LinkedIn, yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is, is quite there, good. Actually, you'll see it's some, some stuff on there that yeah. Is, I prefer yeah. the filtering on LinkedIn. I feel like it's a little bit more uh, advanced in terms of searching for like title industries. Um, I don't know. I can't remember with Indeed. I haven't used, I haven't looked at Indeed for a while. So you have to correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. So you use like Indeed, right? So mm. say like you said, sales consultant, you search sales consultant, you'll get a, a list of results, right? Mm. And then you, as in just do a normal like bookmark of the, the yeah, website, right? And then you just come back to that every, every day. Yeah, that's okay. the, sim the simplest way I can explain it is, yeah. is like that. Yeah. You come back to that every day. Okay. Um, even if it's every couple of days, mm. because on some job boards, you can search for the jobs that have come up in the last three days. Yeah. So you can maybe do that. Yeah. Um, I just prefer daily because mm. when it comes to, you know, if you are looking for something to start soon, mm. you kind of need to invest some time into it. Yeah. But you can set up, okay, these are all, let's say you're looking for something local to you. Mm. You might have all the the the, lo the locations so yeah. um you know you might have four or five locations near to you all um in the lot all for jobs that have come up in the last 24 hours mm. and then save that as a bookmark and label that folder 24 hours yeah next one's three days okay you can you can label them however you want but yeah um if you're doing something like that you're seeing pretty much everything on the market you're not mm. really missing much and then it's very difficult mm. to not see something that that is right yeah. The other side of it is, of course, what you're submitting to employers. So mm. what you're sending on your CV. Um, cover letters, I'm not majorly... Some of them demand cover letters, which I'm like... Do you just like dismiss dismiss the job do you, or do you do the cover depends. letter? I mean, it's rare that I'll dismiss a job because it asks for a cover letter. But mm. occasionally, if the application is too complicated, it's like... 
sometimes sometimes just not in the mood i'll be honest sometimes mm. i'm like there's there's so many jobs on the market um what like it's no, why I'm you have such a complex like process? i mean this, yeah, yeah i mean I, I would say have a standard cover letter that you can use mm. and, and then all you need to do is change bits and pieces yeah so i don't okay. want to i wouldn't outwardly kind of encourage people to um ignore jobs that they want to go for yeah. like you go for the job but i'm not gonna lie it's a pain it's annoying it is a pain yeah. especially if you're like trying to like if especially if it's like a contract and yeah. you're trying to get or if you're just desperate to get a permanent job as well in mm. your in your area like how many jobs like i guess obviously the, the number like varies but how much i guess would you in your opinion would you say is a sensible amount to to be looking at applying to like on a daily if you were like desperate to get something if you're desperate, I mean, also, if you are desperate, there's a couple of other things you can do. You can search for phrases like um, immediate start or search and start immediate. Any, anything as you start to see like urgent banners, those types of um, those types of jobs are ones where they will look to move quickly in the hiring process. So those are those are good ones. And you can actually search for those phrases like start on Monday or, you know, if you're looking for entry level jobs, like start on Monday or immediate start or urgent start. So you can do that as well. Um, sorry, what was the other question? <laughs> uh, trying to oh, like in terms of like um, how many jobs should you one should apply to? Um, what's a sensible amount five one two ten there's no set number but i would say if you, the, re, the the issue with that question is i don't i don't recommend that people um diminish the quality of their search yeah so okay. focusing on a number isn't always mm. um helpful i'd say maybe maybe between two and four okay. is acceptable but it it really depends okay. on um on what you're looking for and one thing I've one thing I said um, to a family member recently because I kind of scolded them a bit on their CV because they had a CV that had all of this irrelevant stuff on it. Like they like to build put PCs together and build computers, but they were going for like customer service jobs. And so I was like, okay. So I was like, I was like, okay, let me put this. It's just if you're doing if you're applying with a CV that has no relevant experience and it doesn't even show your potential. So let's say you don't have experience and you're mm. just coming on the job market, but you're showing your potential by saying, oh, this is what I studied or this is the kind of volunteer work that I've done. If you're not including any of those things, so the CV that you're you're submitting is completely irrelevant. There's actually no point in submitting the CV. Yeah, uh, because it's a waste of your time and they are not <laughs> going to select you. You have to imagine if you if you were working somewhere and a manager came to you and said, I need an IT support executive. Mm. And you said, okay, I'm going to go and look for one. And you open a CV and they they say that they have been doing sales for the last four years. And then someone else says that they used to be an IT support executive or they studied IT or they do IT in their spare time or mm. they've just done an IT course. Who are you going to select? The and IT that's, that's it. So right, yeah. don't, it, it's actually, it can, it can, what I tend to find with this type of market is people get desperate and mm. they do things that are not in their own best interest. Yeah. So submitting CVs because you're like, I just need to feel like I'm doing something. Mm. You're not doing yourself, a, you're doing yourself a disservice by doing that. Mm. So spend a Love bit that. of time on your CV Love um, that. before you submit. And we're going to talk about CVs in <laughs> okay. a bit as okay. well. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Actually, you know what, just to remind the, you know, people who haven't listened to that episode again, I would highly recommend it. People are still listening to it today packed full of a lot of value um i guess give a brief on who uh, amory is oh right okay so i am an interview coach um i am trying to like summarize it now but i have been interview coaching for years now um i started off informally probably over 10 years 
um, informally with friends and family. Um, and then, uh, and then I've, I started doing it professionally, doing consultations for people, started my YouTube channel, started a course, um, and I've been do, kind of given advice over the last 10 years. I've also been working. So I've been working in recruitment for a long time. And I have worked for some big brands that that's normally the thing that people, although working for big brands doesn't actually mean that <laughs> doesn't you're mean a good, anything, really mean anything, yeah. but doesn't that's mean you're good at your job. No, it I doesn't. Big it brands doesn't <laughs> I know that it, is, it adds um, credibility to some yeah. people. So Sky, Coca-Cola, a few other brands, mm. British Airways, et cetera, um, over the years. And like been invited to interview at Google, been invited to interview at Amazon. Um, so those are kind of some of my work credentials, um, yeah. if, if that helps. And I still do it today. So I still do it on my YouTube channel. I put out um, mainly interview questions and answers. Um, I specialize in that field because it's where I find my advice is most effective. CVs are a bit complicated. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can I can help people with their CV and I'm proud of the work that, that I've done with that and the results that I've helped people to get. Yeah. But with a CV, if someone comes to you with a CV, you don't know what's going to be on that piece of paper. It could be that, oh, all they need is to move these duties around and mm. make sure that that rolls at the top and whatever. And sometimes it's like almost like a blank sheet or, oh, they've used this graphic here. It's all in pink. Why is that here? They've talked about their baking skills. Yeah. Um, you know, all of their key skills are missing. And so it could be four days worth of work or an hour. Mm. So CVs are just something I don't tend to, you know, I, I don't tend to give advice on. I've done a couple of videos on that, but I don't yeah. tend to give much advice on that. I, I normally just stick to interviews. Yeah. Passing interviews. Fair enough. <laughs> great, great brief on, on yourself. And like I said, that, that episode was is packed full of so, so much value. But I also... We we spoke when we spoke. That was end of January, which I think we. I think I would say people are coming into the year. Let's say lukewarm, not yeah. quite optimistic, not quite pessimistic. We I think most people didn't know what was going on, like what was going to happen this year. Yeah. Obviously, at that point, inflation was still quite high, but and there was talks of maybe a recession. But obviously, since then, there's been a lot of redundancies. Yeah. I think I got uh, I had a, a note here of the big tech, so. In terms of big tech, so I know 10,000, uh, Meta did globally, oh, Amazon 9,000 globally, Microsoft 10,000 globally. And there's been a wave of like other, you know, companies since then, right? Mm. Um, and then I know personally as well, people that are, I've, the funniest thing, I always say this to people, I have, this has been the first time in my career and I've worked careers about nine years, right, after uni. Mm. And I've never had, people a few people come up to me like yeah i'm getting made redundant i've never had that ha yeah. happen so it's there's been a it, i would kind of say a big shift since when we spoke um yeah. at the beginning of the year and um, i feel like there was definitely more opportunities um i guess you know you know with your giving your recruitment experience and you being still being in industry i guess can you give us a bit of an insight into yeah i guess what's going on uh yeah it in terms of why people are being made redundant, there's it's really complicated. I, I don't have all the answers as to why it's all happening because it's different in every area. There are some companies, I think it was, this is a little bit of an old story like BuzzFeed and mm. Sports Illustrated mm. who were doing using AI. So they got rid of like an entire team, replaced it with AI, which just was terrible. So the, the quality of what they were, it was... It was kind of a big story. It's like a couple of weeks ago, this okay. Illustrated one where wow. they they 
used AI to create fake profiles of people, like fake authors and writers um, with fake pictures, fake backstories. And those people were generating articles like through this AI thing. And people started to notice the inconsistencies and the poor quality. So um, they then decided to just like completely like wipe those articles from their website completely and pretend they weren't there. But a lot of the big news stations (laughs) have already picked picked that up. So um, it's... Oh, the level of like la- like laziness and the level of it's like getting rid of a team the no it's, it's amazing to me that no one spotted that ai is not there yet <laughs> like mm, you can't it's not there yet it, no it, to do that it, it absolutely astounds me but loads of companies have done that i don't know all the ins and outs mm-hmm. of, of why meta and these other big companies mm-hmm. are um do ma- major re- redundancies i i suspect it's a knock-on effect so one thing I noticed is we had the great resignation, which mm. was the period of time after the lockdown, like COVID is, is had a massive knock on effect and probably will do for like even the next 10 years. But um, a lot of people stayed in their jobs during COVID. Then there was this wave of people leaving their jobs and it was called the great resignation um, where loads of people were resigning. They were like asked to come back to the office and they yeah. didn't want to. Um, and then, so what was happening particularly in the recruitment space is people were hiring loads and loads and loads of recruiters because they were filling all these roles that people were leaving. And then in the space, in my LinkedIn network, there's loads of recruiters because that's the network that I've got. Hmm. And I'm noticing loads of those people being made redundant and just alarming rate. But people were making five-year plans off the back of a temporary market condition, Mm. which I found really odd. So they were saying, we're hiring like 20 recruiters, um, you know, to meet this demand. We're on a great trajectory, which was really odd because I was like, well, of course, once the market settles, it's not going to stay like that. Um, So I don't know. I I don't know what's happening in other industries Mm. as to why that's happening. But I think it's probably a knock-on effect from people leaving. Lots of Mm. companies were in a state of flux. They hired lots of teams and lots of roles. Now things are kind of settling into where they Mm. were before. Um, And that could be part of it. Um, But I don't know the full full story on why. I just know that tons of people are Mm. being made, like the redundancies it's oh, crazy. I've never seen it before yeah. at this level. Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. it's not an imagination. No, no, okay, the redundancy cool. it, it is, no, it is yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, cool, it's, cool. It's, it's, I thought I thought I was maybe not being over dramatic. I've obviously I knew about the figures, um, because a lot of these the the big tech, this was like earlier on in the year, right? Mm. Um, and with them you always see it in the news and it's not like you it's one of those ones like you kind of because they're so kind of far you're not mm. you're not working there you're like oh, okay it's big tech they're so big yeah mm. okay of course they're gonna you know shed but then when you kind of see the ripple effect and it's kind of getting closer and it's actually people that you know that you used to work with and you're like okay this is a bit mad yeah you start you know? seeing them, them yeah. updates in your in your linkedin feed yeah. and people are, and it's like someone you know and they're like yeah i have a family i literally like i've just been told that yeah I'm made redundant i don't know how i'm going to support yeah. myself you know anyone that can help and you're just seeing more and more and more of those messages and it, it is it's weird and it's, it's kind of scary as well because yeah. it's like what is happening um yeah. so to hear it's i know it's happening in other industries as well but to just actually hear that from you um yeah is, is interesting it's like, yeah it's yeah. it's crazy like it was like literally my 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 ex team from my old company literally all of them mm. I, I two of them I'm, I, I still speak to so they they let me know as soon as they've kind of found out mm. and um obviously I knew it was happening but then I went onto my LinkedIn and literally pretty much 
the others mm. had all literally this is my last day at the place last oh, day man. last day i'm like literally i scroll through five six seven i was like what is going on yeah like it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous so um yeah I, and i do agree with you about the whole growing um i think a lot of companies i completely agree with you that they just Oh yeah, we've grown fifty percent post COVID. Let's <laughs> let's hire fifty percent of people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. thought that they're gonna do fifty percent every year for the like like the yeah. next five years, and it's just very short sighted. Yeah. What, why is it? What? Why does that happen with 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 companies? I know it's not even a question. I'm just I'm yeah. kind of like curious. Like, why do companies are not? Why are they not more strategic? I think about I this think kind of sometimes, thing. Sometimes I I, th- I think that sometimes no matter how big the company, they have to be reactive because mm. even though they know it's a temporary market condition, they still need to hire people. But some companies did it, I want to say quietly. So they hired lots of people on a contract basis and then some of those people just, just weren't renewed. And that makes sense. But to what confuses me is basing a long-term plan yeah. on on the temporary condition and then announcing it and doing promotions. <laughs> and and it's like, what, why? Announcing surely, people are getting but, cut. Do you know the weirdest thing? What's interesting about these big companies is when you tell people company name and you say, oh, I've been to these offices or I've been to Google offices and it's like, ooh, but inside the offices, inside the fancy offices are just humans. <laughs> it's run by humans. So they've got the same flaws as everybody else. It's just under a shiny banner. Yeah. You know, they still like, it's still a desks, normal desks and normal computers and normal people running like, who was like, oh, what goes on? And they have the latest tech. And I was like, yeah, but it's humans running that latest tech. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you have like, you know, a four-year-old on a high-tech keyboard, it's still a four-year-old on a high-tech yeah. keyboard. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not as, yeah, I, I don't, I I don't I get know what why you companies, um, I don't know why companies do that. Um, it, 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 does, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. Do you think that uh, the job market will be a bit better in 2024? Unless something from, else like, happens. your conversations and um, what people like are saying and forecasting. and The only thing that might make a difference is, is AI, I think. Okay. That's the only thing that I imagine that would make a significant difference um, because Based on the fact that job markets go up and down from, you know, go far back as you like, really, Mm. normally market conditions in terms of jobs, financials, they do go in in an overall pattern over decades and it kind of follows that pattern no matter what. Mm -hmm. AI though is a, is a new thing. (laughs) Like it's, it's, and the the rate at which it's growing is just insane. And I, I wonder where we'll be because when I think back year on year, uh, I never even chat GPT, even like as I'm using it, Mm. it's it's advancing at a rate that is shocking. (laughs) Like, yeah, just like week by week, month by month. It's just shocking. Um, And so that might I don't know what what's going to come out next year. That Mm -hmm. that would be a game changer. And everyone's trying to beat everyone else because nobody wants their competitor to have the more advanced tools. Like if Mm. you've seen how Google have come out with a new one, I can't remember what it's called. Um, not but no another one <laughs> compared to chat gpt i think bard the bard okay. experiment didn't quite yeah. go to plan but i need to ch- check out what the other one is oh i wish i could remember what it's called is it google new ai tool i i will google it now oh, it's gonna bug yeah me now. it's cool i didn't hear about any genesis, of these is it genesis or something google and you, you can talk new... to it and it like you can say hey what's happening in this picture they they've marketed it in a very impressive way but i think mm. that the functionalities of that tool were very similar to ChatGPT. So okay. 
Um, I haven't seen anything about it yet. I oh, Gem- Gemini? Oh, Gemini. Gemini Pro, new, new Gemini AI Pro, tools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. the, the ad for it is impressive and it shows you everything it can do. It's yeah. like one or two minutes. Highly recommend you check that out. It's it's impressive. Um, I'm going to check that out. That looks crazy. I, I don't, like, now that I uh, that ChatGPT can register images, it doesn't seem that different. And I just think... I know they've been asked to hold back on releasing something too advanced to the public. You know that open letter that was like yeah. Elon Musk and all these big yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing that might hold things back a little. But okay, the, I I actually don't know what direction that could go in because. But one one thing I'll say about AI mm. is, um, because it's all based on human needs, human preferences, yeah. human biases, and things like that. I don't know if it's gonna go as far as we. Th- think it will because for <laughs> what ex- do you mean I, okay so people still need stuff done in their companies and yeah okay they still want the best candidates and they're going to base yeah. people like oh but how will i pass that test and it's like well very similar to how you would have passed the test because yeah. if you're a good quality candidate mm-hmm. um the likelihood is that they will use they will use you as their training data or they will be basing it on you know, somebody has to get the job or a set of people will be hired into into certain roles. So that part of things won't change. It's just yeah. that they want to try and attract the best. The issue with that, though, is is going to become around biases. It's already yeah. been the case. So um, there was a company that was using HireVue, which is an AI tool to mm. assess candidates, and they scrapped it. I think it was, I think it was, was it Microsoft? It was a big name. It was a big brand name. And they scrapped it because um, of biases. So yeah. it was, you know, and I think some of them were, were race-based biases, which doesn't okay. surprise me at all because... Yeah, because there's the data that's been fed into right, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's data that's been fed into it and it um, can have biases. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fascinating. Yeah. It's scary as well, though. It is scary because um, you want to have some level of control as a candidate. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's always frustrated me is I wish that colleges, universities taught this. So taught, like they, technology, they, you mean? Just or? technology, but also things like how to present yourself well, mm. just in life. That's true. Um, yeah. Some 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 people just aren't aware of things and they're not taught. And it's, it is frustrating because mm. sometimes one or two tips can be a game changer with someone saying, I'm not even getting interviews to like, I literally have like six interviews next mm. week. And that... Like that makes me feel really happy because it, it can, ch- I, I've said it before, but it cha- mm. it's a lot, li- it's life changing. Yeah. You know, knowing that you're now going to get 65K instead mm. of 32 or knowing that you have a job instead of no mm-hmm. job, you can do a whole different set of things in your life. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of, fr- I, I know what I, I get why schools and colleges don't teach this stuff, but it is. Su- <laughs> what's, what's the theory? What's the leading theory? <laughs> my, my theory is that <laughs> you, you can't have everyone coming out of, you know, let, let's, if we look at like the UK, you have, I think we talked about this before, yeah. but everyone went to Eton, everyone in government, they all went to Eton <laughs> yeah. or Cambridge or, or, or any yeah. of those, you know, fancy came out of a 2.1 or whatever. Um, and if everyone um, goes through the, through education training that is designed to set them up to be at the, the top tier who will be at the bottom tier so they yeah. they they want in my <laughs> personal opinion they want people to run society they need people to do the you know the jobs that are not so desirable to the masses yeah. um there was some i think someone posted something i think it was to um wasn't rishi, i was like who was prime minister before before rishi yeah uh, uh, I was it? speaking about it, but after Boris Johnson, the woman, 
Yeah, the, like, you know what? That's literally... <laughs> the, <laughs> the woman... So I cannot remember her name. I but just I was like, literally spoke... She oh, was in there for like 10 days Liz, or something. Liz, Liz Trust. Trust. Liz Trust, that's, that's it. it. Liz I Trust, wonder Liz. if I remember her name it comes up. <laughs> but um, basically before that, somebody was like, okay, we, we need to... Um, the cost of living is is mm. high. Um, you know, we need more, more support. And... May have been Boris, may have been Rashid saying we can't increase, like we mm. can't make things cheaper because then, uh, you know, if we if we do that, then we basically if we um, raise, the, if we uh, give more support, we have to raise the price of things in the economy mm. to match it, which is kind of, I saw a comment that made a great point, which is what he's basically saying is that in order for society to function, at least in the Western world, I can't mm. speak for anywhere else. In order for a capitalist society to function as it does, you have to have some people struggling, some yeah, people 100%. homeless, some people struggling with drug problems, which is yeah, horrendous. Which, like which that's is sad, yeah. And yeah. like it just blew, it kind of blew my mind. Well, maybe we don't. Maybe uh, no. I, I think there's probably another way, but I think there I, is. Just what, what do you think? I mean, because there's a gap, right? So there's really. Again, not to say because I want to have wealth. So I'm not saying take the wealth away from me. But there are poor people and there are really extremely wealthy people. Mm. Now, I don't know how. And, I, and I'll say that there's probably enough. Those people that are wealthy have. I'm not saying they should just give it because that's not the point. You shouldn't just give because mm. that I think you should work for it. But I think there's enough money to go around, surely, right? Trillion dollars in the world. There's definitely enough money. We can't say that. There's only what six billion people, yeah. And there's trillion, trillion. I mean, the U.S. economy. What's it worth? Um, I think it's tr worth trillions. No, no, way worth more than trillions because Apple is worth two trillion. Microsoft trillion. is worth two trillion. So it's probably fifty to hundred trillion. That's just a U.S. market. And we've got 6 billion people. So definitely there's enough you money know, like to go a trillion, around. One trillion. Yeah. Is that, that we, these numbers are kind of thrown around, like thrown around a bit. These like billion, million. Yeah. Like, it's so much money. It's like, so much money. I saw uh, some like saying, some quote that said that the top like three richest people in the world mm. could solve they the could. world's problems. I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't, I, and I believe that. I 100% believe yeah. that. I think that the wealth gap could be closed um, there is a way to create there. You can create a fair society where mm. everyone has a median amount yeah. and they're at the same, you know what I mean? They're at the same, roughly the same levels, but I think it's fear-based. <laughs> I do. I, I'm, of course I'm, it. You know, yeah. it's like if yeah. you've grown up in a, in a, in a world where somebody gets you out of bed, somebody makes your breakfast, somebody mm. cleans your feet, somebody a lot. I think that, and then you're also told by your family or people around you, there's poor people in the world that just want to take your money. They just mm. want to take, it's probably terrifying the idea that you might lose that life. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not basing this on anything but theory, but yeah. I just think if you, if that happens, it, it's, it's the fear that makes you think I need this much. Yeah. When actually true. you really don't. You like really so don't, many yeah. of those millionaires are miserable, seemingly miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I see, um, some of these, um, there was a period of time where you had this like grind set videos mm. um, that was like, they were really popular. <laughs> and there was a guy who this really, um, he was on a few of these podcasts. He's like an old guy. Um, and he, like you say, over, he may be over 70 or at least late 60s, very rich. Um, I think from to do with trading or stock market mm -hmm. back in the day. And he's, he gives advice, but he seems very angry all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, 
you're not an advert for making millions. I'm so sorry. No matter what your advice is, you do not seem like you're fulfilled at all. Yeah. Um, you know, so whenever like I that. see super rich, super successful people, or like mm. Elon Musk or mm. people like that who still seem to care about the public loving them or do it's like Yeah, validation. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not saying that we don't want validation, but some of these people do not seem satisfied. And so I'm like, really? But there is another saying that over a certain amount of money, let's say it's something like 10 million, mm. um, you you know, beyond that, there's actually no, um, like that's the, the, the limit for, mm. for happiness or personal satisfaction yeah. or something. I don't know what the figure is, but it, as I grow older, I'm like, yeah, that sounds right to me. Mm. Like the money, would I want the money? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody's I'm not gonna saying say 100%. no to hundred million. No, That's no, a bit. no. That but, is a bit. Nobody's gonna say no. Yeah. yeah no. Let me. Um, but in a way, if I did get that money now, I'd be glad that I live most of because I'm now 37. Yeah. I'm gonna be 40 soon, and I think um, I'm glad that I live most of my life um, experiencing normal life normal and life, having yeah. times where I'm yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, I I need money, and oh my gosh, I need to work, and yeah, because I'll have that appreciation, and I. I won't be looking for I things agree. to fill that empty hole of emotion. I completely right. agree. I think it's important. I think it's very, very, very important to just be able to like, like money is definitely not the be end and end all. And I think, I think for a lot of those really, really wealthy people, I don't know if the goal anymore for them is to make more money. For some of them, I think it is. Uh, I think some of them don't even know how to stop it. Like making yeah. more money. They just like, their mission is so big. So with Elon, it's what the whole, he wants to do space. He does his electric cars. It's, he's very intelligent and that's what gets him a lot of money. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very, 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 very crazy. So we were talking about um, this video that went viral mm. um, of you saying the best time to apply for jobs is in December. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we... It went viral on TikTok. So if you guys want to go and check it out, check it out. Go, go read the comments. A lot of people agreed with you. Other mm -hmm. recruiters agreed with you. Some people didn't agree yeah. um, with you. Some people said other times as well. Mm. So yeah, no, it was a really, it was a really good. And actually, you know what? You've got, a, it's up to you if you want to speak about it. Do you still think that December is still a good time to... to... Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do still think yeah, that. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not that there aren't other times of the year. So... Yeah. Uh, popular months for changing your job or start getting a job is between January and April. I'd yeah. say they're good months, but I think that people miss a trick with December because the amount of people I've spoken to over the years that are like, I'm going to wind down now because the end of November, yeah. I'm going to wind down. I'm going to pick it up in January with everyone else. And I'm like, why would you do that? And so I learned like a long time ago that December, like companies that are looking in December are sometimes starved of those candidates that they need. And so don't slow down your job search in December. That's my advice is do not slow down. Keep going in December. Um, and you'll often find that the hiring process move a bit quicker than they would, because for one thing, there's less candidates. And if they're still going in December, they likely urgently need to fill that mm. role before the new year, or at least have the interview process underway yeah. and be at final stages by new year. So yes, I stand by that a hundred percent. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, no, BS, <laughs> um, companies are, are shut off like media. And I'm thinking, what world do you guys live in? <laughs> like, they think that we just get like yeah. randomly two two weeks of annual leave. Yeah. To that, like, seriously, I'm like, you got people that comment that, right? Mm. My personal belief is that they've not worked in a corporate world because I've worked in corporate nine years, right? Not to say that people don't take time off, but to make it a mandate that every single company is shut off 
before actual the you know the mandatory yeah. period over Christmas is no. Yeah. Yes, some people some don't want to interview yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, but to say that people are not interview, yeah, okay, no. sure, they're not. I mean, okay, but even if, if you're you not in corporate, that. let's say that you work in a blue, you're, you're in the blue in a blue collar job, or yeah. you are in an entry level job. Mm. Um, you know, like when I started off, I was in entry level jobs years ago, and people were hiring for like call center staff, warehouse staff. How do you think all the Christmas gifts get out? How yeah. do you think there's there's loads of there's in distribution, production, supply mm. chain. There's so much going on in December. And those places are hiring fast. They're like, they start hiring maybe November, around November because they need that fill for Christmas. And then they sometimes will keep on some stuff yeah. in January. Um, and I've experienced this before. And I know people who work in in warehouses yeah. or they do picking and packing. And December is, is still a good time. Um, so, you know, even if you don't believe it, I'd say mm. give it a try. At least yeah. give it a try. My job is to try and help people. And then I love to hear people come back and say, yes, it worked. Not because I'm, I'm, I feel right, but because mm. they then have more opportunities. Yeah. They can get a job in just, you know, at a time when it's quiet for everyone else yeah but by the time this episode comes out which will be jan you say <laughs> okay, jan yeah. to april is yeah. the is the second best time yeah i'd say that's a good okay that's the best time. time. okay that's no, fantastic right. to be fair a lot of people there was actually <laughs> there was actually one comment <laughs> where somebody said oh i've been applying since summer and it doesn't work and then i can't remember what i said i think something like yeah it's a bit of a tougher market mm. and then they actually responded to me saying actually you know what you're talking about. They just got a job. <laughs> like, good, good. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Feeling right, like being right, does feel good a little bit. It does. Feel good. Uh, that was funny. That was like, okay. I was like, Great. well, it worked. You, you came. You watched this video in December, complaining you didn't get a job. Yeah. You replied, and now you got a job. I'm, gl yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. You know, you know the thing with that person mm. is the mindset because yeah. they actually tried it anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Just try. If, you don't, if, <laughs> if what you're doing is working, don't change anything. But if it's, if it's not working, yeah. try it. Just yeah. give it a try. 100%. Um, so obviously, as we were saying, it's obviously a bit, it's a bit of a competitive market. Mm. So do you feel like in terms of the job market is a bit more competitive this year than it was last year in the previous years in terms of, I mean, you've personally yourself and, mm. you know, you know, in the, in the industry as well. Yeah. And from your, your colleagues. It is. Um, so I know we kind of touched on this before briefly, but this wave of redundancies, I'm sure it's probably having affecting loads of people. It's having a ripple effect mm. and I'm at least seeing it on my LinkedIn, which is just people saying I've been made redundant or like you say, it's my last day or it's, there's so, um, there's just this massive wave of redundancies as a result of a lot of things. I assume like the economy, things are very mm. expensive at the moment. Yeah. Um, companies are cutting down costs. There's still a ripple effect from the end of COVID. So there's still uh, companies that were expanding because of the great resignation, that period of time where people were resigning after COVID because they'd stayed in the job during yeah. that time um, for security. Then companies were like, oh, we're taking on loads of new mm. people, we're hiring. Um, and then some of those people are being let go. So there's that as well. So I think, yeah, it's it's difficult at the moment. This this wave of redundancies has has made things very very difficult on the market. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that I can say, if anyone is going through that, is stick to uh, if if you're someone who does a consistent job search. So let's say you do it once a day, once every couple of days. Even if it is once a week, because some people have responsibilities and they can't, they just can't do a, a daily job search or once every couple of days, please just keep going. 
So like that person who said they've been applying since summer, they obviously kept at it for six months. And I advise you to keep doing the same thing. So keep applying, keep going for it. You will find something. It's just it's just a temporary market condition, but it can start to feel very personal when you're getting rejection after yeah. rejection after rejection. It can feel very personal. If you are getting quite a lot, and let's say it's been a month, look at your CV again. Um, actually read through it as though you have been asked mm. to find someone to fill the job that you are applying for mm -hmm. and say, is this what the person who's looking for someone would want to see? So if there's anything on your CV that's not relevant, you know, you want a kickboxing competition, whatever, and it's not relevant to what you're doing, just remove the irrelevant things and keep the information on there as relevant as possible. Don't worry about making it look pretty. That's probably one of the biggest things I see that is a bit frustrating um, is the pretty CVs who that don't have any decent content on them. <laughs> and I'm like, but where's all the relevant information? It's yeah. just pink. It, it, there's nothing like so that's that's one thing as well and you can use chat gpt to help you yes i was not sure whether i was going to advise that because i've seen some chat gpt so for example i have someone yeah. that does transcribing for me she does um, copy typing and when i was um advertising for that role on upwork uh i had people leaving the prompts in so what a prompt <laughs> So the, what the prompts are, just in case people don't know, is when you use ChatGPT, you need to request that it does something and it will say, sure. So let's say you said, suggest five places local to me that do uh, Chinese food. And it will say, sure, here are the top five places to do Chinese food. So they left that prompt in saying, sure, here is an, um, a, a good response to a job advert asking for X and X and X. And it was like... That's so crazy. And even if that prompt wasn't in there, it would have been so obvious because mm. ChatGPT as an AI tool is not there yet where you can just let it generate information and use it as it is. Mm -hmm. You can you, you can use it to help you get ideas for what you need. So let's say that you're writing a cover letter and you say, hey, write a cover letter for this job, fine. Sometimes the first result will be unusable. Yeah. Um, so you have to, and, and also if it is, and you think I can't use that, sometimes your brain is is better. So it, it's a better tool to actually um, get results than, than chat GPT. So yeah. don't be lazy. Um, it's an excellent tool. So it can be tempting to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to use this tool, mm. but um, use it as a tool to help if you can't come up with ideas. Yeah. That's it. It's just an idea generator. Do yeah. not use the results from the tool exactly as they are. Mm. That's a good tip because I was going to ask you actually about like, you know, the use of ChatGPT for like cover letters, CVs, um, answer, answering competency questions. So it's good as an idea generation to give mm -hmm. you some prompts, but use use some of the content, but then modify it. Mm. Make sure that it, you review it, make sure that it makes sense what, yeah. they, what, they, what they said. You have to you yeah. review every single line if you're using it for your CV because oh, I've seen this with... Uh, another one of my one of my relatives who decided to revamp his CV using ChatGPT, and um, he's going for entry level jobs. Um, so it's entry level. I think at the time he was looking for sales mm. or potentially in kind of like working for in a bar. And one of the two, those were the two two areas that he was interested in, yeah. in like catering, hospitality. And at the top of his CV, so there was like a summary that came up with like strategic decision maker for hospitality, and I was like, okay, so although. <laughs> Although it sounds good, it it sounds good. Um, you have to you have to understand that this is an entry level job, so they're not looking. For, it's going to be quite clear that either you're overqualified 
or you've used a tool to write the CV or someone else has written it because what you've written here doesn't match the level of the job. So these things might sound like Teacher, some people, Jamaica. some people that hear that might be like, oh, that's obvious. And it's like, it really isn't to a lot of people. Yeah. And there might be some people that are surprised by, well, why wouldn't strategic decision maker be good? Because they're looking for an entry level person to do entry level work and they're mm. expecting an entry level CV. <laughs> so anything to do with strategy yeah um that's actually very high level it's management it's leadership level you can have something like you can just talk in it speak in normal sentences like you know mm. worked in a bar did this did that or worked in sales worked towards these targets of mm. five sales per day simple yeah. language that anyone can understand um that's that's the thing is if you're going to use it if you're going to use chat gpt to to do a cv or to overhaul your cv you really need to reread every single mm -hmm. line i i think the best way to use it is to use it for sections of your cv so write your own cv and then if you're thinking i can't remember what other duties i did you might go to chat gpt and say can you list 10 typical duties for a customer service executive and then it will come up with them and then it will jog your memory like oh yeah i did do that i did deal with customer complaints i did deal with mm. i did work to targets on that campaign yeah as opposed to writing the whole thing because very few people actually read every single line and the mm -hmm. amount of work you need to do to rewrite every line makes it not worth it. So yeah. just write your own CV and use ChatGPT for sections. Yeah. That's my advice. I agree. I feel like in this time where everybody's using it as a shortcut, it's almost a superpower to be able to do it using your own brain mm. because I feel like it's an opportunity for you to stand out a bit more because if you're not careful, everybody's CVs are going to look the same. It's almost like a clone, right? And then yeah. you'll stand out like, actually, this is clearly somebody who put a bit of time and effort into it. Yeah. Right. So I think people have got to be very careful. I think so many, so easy to just be like, you know what, I'm going to take a shortcut. But I like what you said in terms of, okay, what additional responsibilities did I have? Okay. I've seen that. Let me just um, reword it a little bit. Or if, if there's a little part in a section of the summary that I, okay, this there's this line and i don't i want to rewrite it let me mm. rewrite it in some way it's not about revamping yeah. your whole cv on something that's been manufactured by a computer because that that computer doesn't know who you are right no. can't actually describe. and there's ways you, you can there's ways that you can plug in your information so you can create a profile of yourself yeah. plug it in and then i mean if you've ever done a chat gpt tutorial mm. like there are some people out there who know the advanced ways to use these tools and they're incredible so you can build a profile for yourself mm. and then say okay based on that like you are yeah your name is is amri celeste you're an interview coach you have this many subscribers this is what they most care about in order of most to least after if you've surveyed your audience mm. this is what they like this is my most popular video plug in everything even your age even the, their ages and where they're based and then say now i want to write a, a marketing email to mm. my um to my subscriber base but i want it to be friendly like start with a joke you can do all of that mm. you really need to practice working with the tool though so yeah. if you don't if you if you are somebody who just wants to use it as a one-off query um you only use it for sections of whatever you're doing that's my advice okay. unless you're really dedicated to learning how to use these ai tools then don't use it to as you know as a template to, yeah. to, to copy and paste okay. um because tools tools existed before chat gpt yeah. did these things so yeah. i like mainly i think my exposure to it was so it's jarvis ai i think they changed it to jasper ai because jarvis is Jar jarvis ai is in is in a marvel movie right i think it, I'm i feel sure like it is. so yeah, yeah. so jarvis, i don't know if it yeah. was to do with that whether they there was okay. a little issue with them using uh. that 
Um, but they, I think they changed it to Jasper AI, mm -hmm. but that was a tool that did many of the same things as ChatGPT, okay. but it was more geared towards writers. So uh -huh. these tools existed already. So you, you do need to kind of know how to get the best out of it. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. So we obviously, we talked about AI, you know, taking over, um, you know, taking over people's jobs potentially. I, I, I saw something about BT a few months ago. They, they're cutting a lot of jobs due to AI as well. Wow. But I guess in terms of, you know, you know, being a recruiter in your experience, are there, are there jobs that you've seen that companies are no longer recruiting for since AI has come out that you've seen? No, I, okay. I haven't really, I haven't seen that there are jobs that they're they're not recruiting for anymore no mm -hmm. i think that mainly because ai isn't there yet okay. any company that has taken the plunge i think it was buzzfeed was one of the first companies to do it where they got rid of a bunch like was it all their writing staff or like a, a, a significant amount it was it, i remember there was a news story it was um there was like phil defranco covered it i think um on one of his news things it was a, like maybe a, a year ago and of course it ended in disaster because AI isn't there yet. So it was, I, I'm still amazed by this. And and, that, and even the fact that they did that shows that AI isn't there yet because you've got humans in the companies making decisions like that. And it's like, that goes, goes to show you that we're not there yet to even use a tool in that way. And then I think Sports Illustrated, I'm, I'm talking about before, where there was this story, this is recent, like in the last few weeks, where they created these, you know, fake writers and fake profiles and fake stories and fake mm. articles and then uh people started to notice that the articles were odd mm. and microsoft i've it just 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 remembered so this was this was recent as well like in the last couple of months okay um microsoft were using ai for like their homepage. so you know if you use certain right. internet providers you mm -hmm. open it um and it comes up with a news story and because it was generated by ai they had a they it ran a poll asking people to vote on how they think someone died. Like, how was this person killed? Were they murdered? Were they? And it was like, it was something that would be insensitive because it was like an awful case. I don't know who mm. died. I don't know who it was, wow. a child, an adult. But AI isn't thinking like that. You know, AI isn't a human. Yeah. So then they got loads of complaints <laughs> and then they removed it. But I was like, really, Microsoft? Wow. So, okay. So editors are losing. It is crazy. Now that you said that there was a... I'm quite into investing and I can't remember who it was but I was reading an article and then at the end of the article it said uh by the way this has been drafted by AI okay. it's been drafted using generative right. AI so I don't know if it was like in combination with a person or just mm. a person but it was like already and it was such a shock because I was like wow like what, mm. what's going like that's crazy like yeah. just a, just like that no warning no kind of just doing it so editors i i feel bad for you writers i feel bad for you yeah bad yes and no because i feel like again as a superpower i don't think that the human brain in my personal opinion can ever really be be beaten okay by that's interesting no okay. i don't i don't think okay. it can i don't think it can well, where the ones you when, created when, it when so. you say beaten what do you but mean? beaten in terms of creativity okay. right okay. okay because because that's what that, it is right that's yeah. they, they're saying that do you know what I think they're doing? I think they're devaluing the creativity of a human. They're saying the article that you you read is very cookie cutter. Mm. Anybody can kind of do that. That's what they're kind of saying, yeah. right? In a way. And I'm not saying that AI can't 
I don't even think we understand our brains as well yeah, as I agree. is the truth, right? So that's that's another reason why. So we're trying to create something and we don't even know the full potential mm. that we that we have, right? I mean, the fact that we can even create something like that should tell you, okay, well, we're the, we're the creators of that, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I just don't see how can something that we've created can be superior than us. Yes, okay, calculations, computer code, blah, blah, but a human created that computer code yeah. at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So... Well, I, I don't just, know, you know, yeah. because I think I do. I think that you're, I agree with you in terms of like abstract creativity. Yeah. We come up with these new random things. Yeah. And I, I can't see a world like with my basic human brain. I can't see how um, that could be <laughs> duplicated because what AI is doing is, is taking the patterns of what hu hu what humans do, like you say, and then it's creating things based on what's popular or what yeah. people like. And so you then end up, you know, kind of people talking about superhero movies being mm. like there's too many of them people have got like superhero fatigue because you know once upon a time a new superhero movie came out and it was like i'm using that because i like superhero <laughs> movies like that's the reason why like, I like the comic con and all that stuff yeah so like new cape came out and it was a big deal mm. but nowadays there's like 10 movies coming out a year and it feels like it could be an AI type thing that would happen where it, <laughs> I would it not does, be surprised because because it feels like that's what AI would do it would take what is popular and just Ch just churn it out <laughs> or where's the new stuff and yeah. that's the stuff that i think can't be that can't be beaten yeah but when you said we we don't understand our own brains that's where i think ai could i like challenge us because okay. because we don't understand our own okay brains. fair enough <laughs> so you know when you you feel like you know if you if you've ever had like an advert appear you're like oh yeah. how did the algorithm's been listening to my phone conversation yes. like how did it know yes and it's like they track things like and you probably know this yeah. like your eye movements yeah. on your phone. Like how long did you glance at that advert? Mm. How long did your eyes linger <laughs> on that woman? Oh, you like women with long hair and not short hair. Oh, you like, do you know what I mean? And da, da, da. Yeah. They, they, they track all these different things. So then they end up knowing you better than you do because mm. these are subconscious things. I don't realize how much I'm looking at skate roller skating videos or how much I'm looking at, you know, oh, that cute baby with it. I'm, I'm not even thinking that I'm doing that, but it's feeding me more of the same, which means that this is some, do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it's, it's no me more than I know myself. Yeah. And so we don't have that full awareness. I remember seeing um, a Darren Brown video years ago where he went to a marketing team and asked them to create a concept. I wish I could remember the details, but he asked them to create like a campaign for something, for a product. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, this is what I want. This is the, the concept. So you guys go and create what you want. And then he came back at the end of it. And I, I think they might have spent like a week doing this thing. And then he came back and he said to them, like, is this what you created or something? And they were like, how this impo impossible? Like, it's impossible because we've been locked in a room yeah. for like a week creating this with only each other's ideas. Mm -hmm. So what he did, <laughs> what he did is incredible. He went back, and I'm, I, I might be remembering this partially wrong, um, but he went back and showed that their journey to the office that he met them at in the original mm. clip where he asked them to do the campaign. They took a car from wherever they were to his office. And along the way, he he strategically placed things like a man on a bicycle going past their car with something and like accidentally hitting the window. A billboard way in the distance. You can barely see this billboard. Mm. And on it is like a little red thing. Mm. Um, like, oh, the color blue is in or whatever it is or however yeah. he, he put it together. 
And they were amazed that that kind of th that kind of subliminal messaging mm. was so powerful when they thought it was their ideas and that they were super creative. And it was like, it's, he did the same so thing rude. with psychic people. Yeah. He did the same thing. With, he, he did the same thing where he was like, sh when he, he wanted to show that mm. the people that say they're psychics, he doesn't believe them. And this is why. So yeah. he went on this thing to show that, oh, um, it can be fabricated. Mm. So he met some psychics, trained with them a bit. And then at the end he was doing readings and people were like, oh my God, you are. And he's like, no, no, I'm not psychic. I just did the training. And they're like, well, maybe you don't know you are, but you are. And he's like, no, no, I'm, t I'm saying this is, I fabricated this. And they're like, but it's impossible that you could have done that. They refused to believe that it could be fabricated. <laughs> and it's like, again, we don't know our own minds. And there yeah. are some things that we're just not aware of. And yeah. that we can be kind of influenced and programmed to like certain things. Like, why do I like chicken why do i like mm, that was that a good ex true. example i don't know but yeah, I, yeah why do i like what i like yeah. and so i think that that is where I, ai could get us because yeah. when you think that you're in full control you're kind of easier to manipulate you mm. know like the people who think that they'll never fall for a scam yeah they're like oh but i would have noticed true. that anyway that and it's like but then they're, then they're out here saying they won the lottery even though they've never played it that and is I'm like, very no, it's, <laughs> it's, so it's very true they are definitely the most yeah i've read a lot of books and they're yeah they're a bit more susceptible to to this kind of situation. yeah the people that are scared because they know they can be scared. yeah those are the people that you know they're a little bit more cautious they're, yeah they don't necessarily trust everything that they see and hear straight yeah. away they know their brains can be fooled yeah um so yeah <laughs> ai is a, is a scary is a scary proposition for sure so i wanted to ask you as well um because i feel like i've been seeing this a lot and again you can correct me if i'm wrong i feel like a lot of the roles on the market nowadays are demanding more experience than they usually would is that what you're seeing? And again, I know I'm generalizing mm -hmm. here, right? I'm I'm speaking from a perspective of being in the tech industry. Okay. So when I say more experience, not like it's five years and 10 years. I'm talking about if somebody's got five years and they mm -hmm. apply for five years, it's likely that they're not getting the call back because they're probably competing with somebody that's got lost their job and they've got right. 10 years, right? Okay. So I feel like I'm seeing a lot of that. I, I mean, are you seeing that? Have you heard of that? Um, or? Not specifically because... Some because of, I guess what I do, I sometimes look across different industries yeah. or different markets. So, not necessarily specifically more experience. I don't think, but that makes a lot of sense mm. because, like you say, there's mm. more people on the market, more mm. experienced people are going to be going for jobs, and therefore employers are like, oh, well, yeah, we 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 then they they then put their requirements up. Same with yeah. salaries. I'm noticing that salaries in general mm. are a little bit lower. Yeah, okay. Because, I was going to ask you the next question. Yeah. Oh, okay, Thank God. Fine. Okay, so it's not bad. Yeah. Okay, that is good, mad. Good. Yeah. Companies, it feels like companies are trying to rob you. <laughs> it really does. Okay. It really, when I'm looking at salaries and I'm just speaking to people I know, so it's All mad. Right. I wasn't going crazy because that was literally my next question. So that is the case because I was going to ask you, I f I'm feeling like my, my feeling, and again, I'm looking at the market, I'm having a look, it feels like it's stagnating and even in some cases going down yeah. and not going up. Yeah. yeah. It feels stagnant. I, I yeah. agree with that. It feels like... It, it feels like the stagnation is taking quite a long time and it does mm. feel like things have rolled backwards. But again, I th I think it's the knock-on effect from COVID because we've mm -hmm. never had that before. It does feel like things have rolled backwards slightly because they've almost gone back to where we were because mm -hmm. companies like going back into the office. And when they're looking, there are a bunch of people on the market that weren't there before and they can get a lot of things done. This this might be subjective though. This might just be what mm -hmm. I'm seeing. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how it necessarily applies to the whole market, but 
companies can get things done for cheaper because there's a lot of entry level people on the market. And what sometimes happens is companies will go, will say, well, we need a lower budget for that role. We don't need to, to put that role out at such a high salary. They get someone in the role. The person isn't able to perform at that level because what they want is actually from someone more experienced Then they're going back out to market. So I think it will it will stabilize over time, but it might take a bit longer. Mm. It might take maybe three to five years to yeah. stabilize. It's a shame that inflation won't take that long though. And it will still just keep going up in the same way. Like people on the housing market, I don't know. Like a couple of, one of my friends recently bought a flat. My other friend bought a house. And I was like, that's amazing that you could, they just didn't want to wait anymore. Cause they were like, when are the market conditions going to change? I'm just going to do it now. And yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult for sure. That's not, I wouldn't say that's something that people are imagining. Like the job market, the salaries seem lower and in some places they're asking for more experience i think as okay well. okay yeah. so i wasn't imagining it because i was getting <laughs> i was getting a lot of feeling that what i'm hearing the salary the salaries again they seem capped at a certain mm-hmm. level and then the experience i'm like okay you're asking for a little bit more mm. or you're just choosing the best of the best of the best like yeah. every like your google or something like yeah, not you yeah. know not to say that you shouldn't you should and a lot but more I feel, work as well they require yes, like in the job yes. they're requiring a lot more work okay that was okay that That's, was on my thing so yeah, i'm not imagining all no, of this okay like okay. what i've seen in a lot of jobs it's okay it's, i'm amazed at some of the things they're they're asking from entry-level people i'm like how would an yeah. entry-level person even have that knowledge to deliver that work that you want or that project like they're, they're like it's yeah it's 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 mad i think that the, the companies are asking for a lot because the market's changed and they kind mm. of can there was the great resignation, which was a candidate market, candidates were demanding this and that because they were like, right, now's the time to cement something that is a little bit more equal, um, remote working, things like that. But now even Zoom asking their um, asking their um, staff to go back to the office. Do you hear about that? <laughs> I didn't hear about that, but I was going to ask you about the work from home because that, that, that was um, an area that I wanted to talk about. But I didn't hear about Zoom. Um, what was their what was their mandate? so what Zoom was the like the pioneer yeah. before Teams. Um, yeah, because they're Zoom. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when everyone went thing, they couldn't yeah. even deal with the demand. They their technology couldn't fully support the amount of people that suddenly went remote overnight because mm-hmm. of COVID. They expanded. And they were like, we're the like we want to pioneer work from home. Like you should be able to work from home. Did it? Obviously, that's like their yeah. message M- makes sense for their brand and what they do. They've asked their teams to come back into the office. Like I don't know if it's full time. Or if it's, I, I, I think it was a story because it might have been five days a week, mm. but it could, it could have been three days. But either way, they asked their teams to come back into the office. And that was a surprise. I was surprised to hear that. Okay. So I was like, if wow. Zoom is asking people to come back in, then, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're kind of like, okay, so then other companies are a lot more likely to follow suit. There were some companies that said that they were going to stay remote that then just changed. And they were like, no, we're going to ask at least for hybrid now. So yeah, it's 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 yeah it's changed a lot there's a lot a lot going on but i i think remote working i think my personal biases are going to get in the way here because i'm like i am a big advocate for remote working i think say it no go ahead yeah, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an advocate, advocate for it as well i'm an advocate for it. I, I'm an advocate I, just, for it I know well, some yeah. people do prefer five days a week and i get that um there are some things that can't be duplicated mm 
when you're not there in person. But those things, in my opinion, are very minimal. And when you, you know, you've seen all the arguments on LinkedIn, but when people are more productive, they're, they've had a full night's sleep. They're not waking up an, like an hour early to yeah. get ready, then an hour or two hours travel. It's so inefficient. It's unbelievable. And, you know, not, not having a healthy breakfast, yeah. not having a healthy lunch, spending more. You know, it's, I can't see how you could hope to get the best out of someone in that way. Yeah. I find that to be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's just control, I think. But I, I noticed when there was this big argument about remote work. So when people started being asked mm. to come back into the office, a lot of, I think it was Alan Sugar. Um, is it Sir Alan or is it Lord Alan now? I can't remember. Uh, Lord, Lord Sugar. I think Lord, 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 Lord Sugar, yeah. But yeah, he, um, <laughs> he was one of the first people to be to say uh, that, oh, people should come back into the office. Mm. And like he put out this, it was, it was really controversial at the time when he said it. And he put out this statement, no, people need to come back <laughs> to the office. You're not working at home. Da, da, da. You know how he just says whatever. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care. He'll just say what he thinks. And then I think it was Boris Johnson that just said, people need to go back into the office. You know, at home, you know, it's not helpful to be back at home and be going back and forth to the fridge for a piece of cheese or something. <laughs> oh and people were like, you're talking about yourself. Like that's not, that's not what everyone <laughs> does. And it was just like... Yeah, but I noticed it was a lot of the wealthy business owners that were saying people aren't working at home. They're lazy. They need to come back in because like it's it. they are not the workers. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that they don't do anything, but they're not doing the day to day grind right. operational yeah. stuff. So they don't I don't think that they fully under, either either they've never done it or it's been years since they did mm. it. So they don't really understand how psychologically draining that demand yeah. is and physically and for people that have kids as well and people that have disabilities um some people th there's, there's a range of disabilities that people have some mm. of them are undiagnosed which mean that working in an office environment can be very it's like overstimulation mm -hmm. the amount of interruptions the amount of yeah just it was it's just it's more productive overall mm. in my mind to at mm. least have the option for people to work remotely that I want agree. to do it and the people that want to be in person should be there because then you're in a position where you're surrounded by people who all want to be there not yeah. someone who's just like I'm waiting for the clock I'm waiting to get you know instead of sitting here arguing about aircon yeah. arguing about do you know what I mean whatever everyone yeah. you know it's it's yeah I think if given the choice I was I was as we've seen, most people like to work from home. That's the choice, yeah. I think, as we've seen, right? Which is why they're trying to mandate it. Mm. Because people do. They prefer to work. Because obviously, like we said, if, if you've got like a one hour commute into work, that's two hours you've lost. Mm. That you could have been working. That you could yeah. have been doing something else, right? And then you've also got to get ready as well in the, in the morning. Yep. Um, and not only that, it usually takes longer to get back because of how busy it, busy it is. And then not only that is you're spending money on the travel. Yeah. It'll be 15 quid. Then you're spending lunch in London. What we know is mm. 10 to 15. So 30 pounds a day just to just to be in office versus if you're not, you, yeah. you're going to save. You could have a 10 pound lunch, have yeah. a nice lunch. You save yourself 20 quid. So, of yeah. course, like for most people, they're going to look at that and be like, I save myself time mm. i save myself money mm. well yeah <laughs> why wouldn't the i prefer stress this of like just sitting exactly sitting in traffic or getting on for the bus yeah the train or, or squeezing on a tube oh or something like that like Pat tube yeah Can you move down please all of that yeah no, none of that it's none crazy that. It's just, okay yeah so okay so i wasn't imagining that yeah there are definitely more mandates from from companies so i guess the question i wanted to ask you was how can somebody i guess navigate that conversation of you know work from home if they 
their potential employer if they're going for like an interview especially if the employer doesn't even know like what the situation is they don't even really say anything how can they kind of navigate that because that's a new kind of topic yeah, now new. over the last few years yeah so first of all i think that all employees should stay up front if a, if the job is remote if it's hybrid if it's working five days in the office so mm. Be clear about their expectations. That's not on a lot of adverts. Yeah. Or they'll say hybrid when it's not. Um, or they'll say remote when it's only one day from home. Mm. Or they'll just not mention it at all. And then you'll speak to the employer and they'll say, oh, you only need to come in one day a week. And it's yeah. like, why didn't you put that on the ad? You would have had so many more yeah. applications. So I think that's the first thing. Navigating that conversation. It's new territory for me as well. So uh, my I would recommend that people ask up front if it's something that's important to them. Yeah. So in the first, let's say that you apply for a job, you're shortlisted for the job and you're having the first conversation with someone. Ask in that first conversation. Uh, it doesn't need to be the first thing that you say, yeah. but it's kind of like if the salary isn't on the advert. If they if someone contacts me and they email me saying, oh, we'd love to arrange a telephone call. Great. What's the salary? Like mm. not in that so many words, not as blunt, but I get straight to the point. I'm like, mm. please, could you let me know the salary range for this role? Because what's the point in the telephone call if, yeah. do you know what I mean? You'll pay minimum wage and I can't, aff- and I've got, I've got stuff I need to pay. Yeah. What is the point? So with remote working, I don't know if emailing the employer up front before having, speaking to them would go against the candidate. A lot of the things I advise on are things that I've seen patterns over years. So I'm confident in the advice that I give with remote working. It's kind of new. So I wouldn't want to recommend someone email an employer saying, you know, is this remote when it might put the employer off and, and they might think, oh, well, does this person just want, you know, just want that. Which I think is fine if somebody is that's important to the person, but not every employer is the same. So um, I'd say at least have a conversation with them. They'll talk to you about the role. Oh, let's go through your CV. Great. Can I um, can I just ask, is this role a hybrid role? Probably ask if it's hybrid first and then they'll they'll tell you. And then you can they, they'll ask you what you're looking for. And you can just say, I'm ideally looking for something hybrid. How many however many days you want to go in. Yeah. The the remote roles are shrinking on the market as people go back. Yeah. So it's okay. shrinking now. So <laughs> okay. cool. you, it, it may be a case of a candidate's need to, if you're looking for a job, you may need to adjust your expectations a little. Um, I hate saying that because I want candidates to get everything that they deserve out of the process. Like you want remote, you should go for remote. Mm. But those jobs are a lot, there's a lot of people competing for them. Yeah. So you may need to be aware that you may need to, you may need to go in at least part of the week. Okay. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of, you know, to, 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 to wrap up our conversation today. So obviously we talked about, you know, remote roles, you redundancy, tough market, mm-hmm. salary, you know, shrinking, I guess, are you able to give us like three tips to help someone land, you know, an interview? Cause that's for okay. me, that's where I feel people are struggling. It's not even the interview stage it's landing mm. that interview. Mm. Um, it seems like, so can you give us three tips to help someone, you know, land an interview or a job that they're okay. interested in? Before I do that, there mm. is something else I forgot to say about remote mm. working. You can go into a job and then try to negotiate once you're in the job and just say, once you're in there, just say, you know, you're having your one-to-one or your appraisal with your manager and just say, look, um, I just wanted to find out if there's a possibility for this role to maybe be remote or partially Mm -hmm. remote in the future, because by then, you know them, you're in the job, you know, you've already got it and you, you get, you've known, you know your manager a little bit more. You can Mm -hmm. have that conversation. Um, And that's another way. And if you know that deep down you want remote, just keep looking. I know that that's, that, you know, if an employer, employer might not like to hear that, but if you get into a job and it's not what you want, just keep looking. Don't get too comfortable and then wait until you're really miserable to then start looking because the search is a lot harder. Okay. Um, three tips. Uh, let me think, because the markets have changed so much. Um, 
I'd say one of the things at the moment is is perseverance. So it's easy. It's it's one word, so it's easy to say. It's easy for me to be like perseverance. That's number one. But actually, it's hard. So when you are getting re- like I say rejection after rejection, it gets very personal, and you, it can even like affect your self worth. This is not about your self worth. This is the market condition. This is nothing to do with your skills or your experience or the fact that you don't have that you're not worthy or that maybe you're just not good enough often there's maybe one job and maybe 500 applicants so that's like 499 people who are going to go through that statistically you're likely to be one of those people it's not a reflection on you so you so persevere if you feel like it is getting a bit too much may, don't don't ever stop your job search but maybe cut it down so say you're doing it daily cut it down to every other day if it's really getting to you then cut it down to once a week i don't recommend doing a job search less than once a week though even that i think it it would mean that you'd be taking too long to look through all of the available jobs that have come up in the last week but if if you if you're really stressed then your mental health is the most important thing so that's number 1 is perseverance i'd say that number 2 is self oh, there's so many tips so number 2 is self reflection so I, I'm being specific when I say, look at your CV, <laughs> read your CV as though you were asked to find someone for the job that you're you're applying for. Is this what you would want to see? Would you care about this person's whatever that they did? Would you care about that award they won for something that is totally irrelevant? Um, what are your key skills on there? Use ChatGPT to get an idea of some key skills and you can pick the ones that are relevant to you and reword them. Yeah. Look at your your statement. Is it up to date? Some people's phone numbers are wrong on their CV. Super frustrating for a recruiter. You don't know how annoying it is when you have to go through so many people. You've got a very limited time. The manager's chasing you going, oh, have you found anyone yet? Can you send me candidates? And then you call. Oh, this looks like a good candidate. You pick up the phone, wrong number. (sighs) Okay, cool. No email on there. Okay. Uh, Should I find them on LinkedIn? I'll do a quick search. Can't find them. I can either spend more time digging around for this candidate or I can just move on and probably they'll move on. So check things like your email address. And yeah, make sure that your 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 job history is up to date. Make sure that the dates are correct, so it doesn't look like you've been in a job for a month. Sometimes people mean to put a certain year. They they they. So actually, read through every single line and reflect on what you're submitting to an employer. Um, really important. What's the third thing? I'm like, oh, one more. Let me think. Uh, I did have a third one, actually, that crossed my mind, but I completely forgotten what it was. I think, yeah, I think probably, um, let's see, perseverance, uh, self-reflection being looking at what you're submitting, cover letters, CV, even look at your LinkedIn profile. Um, Let me think number three would be. Probably based on the current market, setting your expectations. Okay. So it doesn't mean that you have to lower the bar per per se, but our expectations have changed because of the market. So before when people are applying for jobs, they're just going about it like normal. COVID have changed our expectations. So some people are like, oh no, I really want remote. Particularly if you're just starting out on the job market, you might have experienced remote as your first job. There aren't as many of those roles around. So if you're in a position where you need a job, you know, for however many years before you know remote was a thing everybody went in five days a week that's what they did and you may need to do that for a short time but just keep looking in your spare time for what it is that you want um but just make sure that your your expectations are are matching um what you're looking for yeah 
Amazing. Yeah, Amazing you. tips. Thank you. Where can people find you if they obviously want to follow your content, you know, reach out to you and things like that? Um, Amri Celeste yeah. um, on YouTube. That's Amazing. probably the easiest way. Uh, same on Instagram. Yeah. Same on TikTok, even though I don't, I don't really post on TikTok as much anymore, but yeah. probably YouTube is, is where all my content is. So yeah. you can find me on there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Avery. We've got so much value and I, <laughs> I enjoyed this conversation and it was me good too. to catch up with you because I feel like it's so crazy. Like it's not even been a year and we've, it's funny that I'm having this conversation with the questions and we've seen the same things yeah. happening. So it's clearly, it's not in my mind. If we, and if, if we've seen the same things, people are applying to jobs are probably seeing the same thing. Yeah. That's why I wanted to um, have this conversation with you. And when I posted um, that, that um, um, on TikTok, right. Mm -hmm. the, the, about the best jobs. It's yeah. It's started, I started to see like a lot of people saying I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I've been looking yeah. since, and I, I'm in a job. So I, not that I can't, Sometimes you don't realize mm. there's actual situation yeah. kind of thing that's actually going on on the ground. And then when other people are telling you, look, like, I've been applying for months and I'm struggling, mm -hmm. like, okay, a lot of people are saying this. Okay, yeah. let's, we need to have a conversation and see what's going on. So, yeah. and, and one so, other thing as well yeah. is, I mean, if someone's watching this, then they are probably the type of person that cares about like yeah. leveling up, which yeah. is a good thing. Keep looking at content. Not uh, This is not just me to plug my own content. <laughs> like that's the number, tip number four is look at my content. But there's other people out there yeah. as well because people will be looking for specialist advice on, on job searching, like yeah. advanced job searching and their CVs as well as interview advice. So there's loads of coaches on YouTube. Mm. Um, it's just, I feel like people don't fully understand how valuable this information is because it just mm. wasn't there when I started yeah. in like, say 2002 when I was a nursery mm. nurse or whatever, when I started my first job, mm. that stuff wasn't there. The internet wasn't what it is today. Yeah, yeah. So this information yeah. is like gold, but because it's always been there and, and we're so used to it now, people don't always yeah. utilize it, but do utilize it. Cause yeah. I, I think in the future, content of value is going to be all behind a paywall. Mm. And it's some, some of it's going that way, but I think, a lot of stuff like that is going to be behind a paywall. So there's a lot of free stuff out there. Do keep doing your digging and you will be well informed and you're already ahead of a bunch of other candidates because so many don't do this. So yeah. many don't do that. So, yeah. yeah. Have you got any uh, final words, I guess, for uh, yeah, watchers, listeners? Gosh, I, I don't... Um, Nothing that I haven't already said, really, yeah. apart from just, just keep going. It's yeah. a tough market for everyone. So yeah. it's not it's not personal just keep going if you're looking and you've got a, a process and you're being consistent then you're doing yeah. incredibly well so just keep going that's it that's my advice yeah. love it love it thank you so no much worries. for thank taking you. the time you came from a long way so i really appreciate you uh for for obviously you know coming down for the second time and dropping so many gems so many it's like it's crazy the amount of value that i think people and i think it showed in the first episode a lot yeah. of people got a lot of value from oh. that and i think uh, they're going to get a lot of value from this. So yeah, make sure guys to uh, check out uh, Amri's page. Obviously, if you, you know, if you want any tips or if you want to reach out to her, please feel free. Also appreciate you watching this episode. I think by the time you watch this, it's going to be January. So, you know, happy new year. Let's, yeah. let's go and get <laughs> it this year, year right? Yeah. It'll be 2024 by the time you listen to this. So yeah, let's go and get it. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.